get out there and just do it. If you have the idea, go do it, get into motion and get into action. Hello, you wonderful people. Welcome back to the Wild Business Growth Podcast. This is your place to hear from a new entrepreneur every single Wednesday morning who's turning wild ideas into wild growth. I'm your host, Max Brandstetter, founder and podcast producer at Max Podcasting. And you can email me at max at... Pa- well, I said that really fast. You can email me at max at maxpodcasting.com to save time with your high-quality podcast. This is episode 2212121, and today's guest is Virginia Frischkorn. Virginia is a serial entrepreneur in the event and party space. Basically, she parties all the time, and she throws really, really cool parties. And she is the founder of several companies, most recently, at the time of this recording, Party Trick. Party Trick is a tech platform that helps you put together awesome memorable parties that are totally curated they are fantastic everything from decor to timing to music and they could have themes anywhere from white lotus to super bowl parties to uh eating sushi in this episode we talk how virginia launched party trick based on some awesome insights from her previous businesses including bluebird productions something blue the aspen picnic company more and more and more We talk how to come up with those golden, uh, super creative ideas that can turn your service from, you know, standard to over-the-top awesome and and creatively custom. And, of course, how to pass the time when you are running marathons or flying across the world uh, because Virginia is an expert at both of those things. It is the wonderfully corny Virginia Fresh Corn. Enjoy the show. Alrighty, we are here with Virginia Frischkorn, the uh, s- fantastically serial entrepreneur, which I always think of Cap'n Crunch and Cinnamon Toast Crunch when I say serial entrepreneur. But, uh, <laughs> totally get that. Behind many awesome party planning businesses and her brand new baby, uh, in addition to her children, that is uh, hot off the press party trick, which we'll get to today. Super excited to get into that. Virginia, thank you so much for making time. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Max. Thank you so much for having me here. Of course. Of course. Sorry for the corny jokes already that came out of nowhere. but uh, Well, I have corn in my last name, so you kind of have to roll with that. It's you know? true. So- sorry for the fresh corny jokes. But <laughs> really excited for your, your party planning background, past, present, and future and I want to kick off by by talking about parties because obviously you know how to throw an awesome party and you and you've made a, a career out of it. Is there anything in your childhood growing up that points to a, a passion for parties and having a having a good time? Honestly, it stems from my childhood. My parents were you know phenomenal host hostesses. My dad um, was an entrepreneur, ran a very large company, and we entertained like every single week. Some were just casual dinner parties and some were large, multiple, like hundred people at our house. So I grew up around a lot of parties. Um, I was a very shy child though. So I hid behind my mom's skirts like the whole time. I love probably like many party planners. I love being in the background. I didn't want to be in the forefront, 
My sister, on the other hand, was like, let me put on a song and a dance for all of my parents' friends. So I would just like hide and watch the parties happening. And it gave me this taste where like, I love how happy and the joy and the connection in the community that gathering and parties bring. And that kind of obviously stayed with me throughout my whole life and has had many different iterations at this point. What is it about? Like there's something just even about hearing the word party that like gets you excited and like a lot, lots of positive vibes attached to it. What's the best part of parties, you know, from your perspective, like what's the good that it brings for people? I mean, I think the anticipation of a positive event is the best thing. Um, I mean, I think about that for many people having a vacation to look forward to is better than sometimes a vacation, like the anticipation of something positive, And I think party has such a positive connotation the funny thing here is, I mean, despite the fact the brand is named Party or Party Trick, like one of the things I don't love is I think that Party as a title can be very, it's not inclusive enough. Like I would say, Max, I came in and asked you, I'm like, hey, do you throw parties? Like, what's your answer? Do you think you throw parties or not really? Not like uh, ourselves, not really. Like we, we, yeah, like we, we like to entertain and have people over and you know, absolutely loved our wedding and kind of all the parties tied to that. But yeah, definitely a different kind of connotation when you say you throw parties. Yeah, most people are like, no, I don't throw a party. And then I'll say like, hey, Max, but you probably have people for brunch or maybe like to watch the Super Bowl or, you know, and especially obviously related to your wedding and special events, like those are parties. So people think of a party these days as a fancy dinner party or a special event. And I think that Generally speaking, it's a really positive thing, but it's so fun to just think, okay, cool. You know what? I'm having people for a brunch. Technically, that's a party. Like we're having multiple people over and it could be two or more. We're celebrating and we're gathering and there's some food. That's a party. And hopefully there's music. So I don't know. I, I love, um, I haven't liked party because I think it has brought up that I don't throw a party. But when you actually stop, break it down, you're like, no, like partying's a good thing. And partying's fun. And it takes you back to your college days. And at least in mine, there was a lot of partying there. And that was all a very fabulous, memorable time. Yeah, it is. And I, okay, I'm, I'm itching to go back to college now. So thank you for that. <laughs> right? Totally. When you look forward to, you know, your professional career, you know, you've spent over a decade, you've, you've spent several years putting on party, you know, throwing parties, you know, putting on parties for, for people and for, you know, helping people bring their their visions to life. So you have an amazing background there, obviously, uh, endless love for for wedding planners after <laughs> our experience and everybody, all, the, all the magic with our wedding. When did you know that you were actually going to start a, a party planning or event planning business in the first place? You know, I was so young and really rather stupid. <laughs> I, I moved to Aspen after college. I did the ski bum thing. I lived in Aspen in the winter, New Zealand in the summer, and I did this endless winter for two years. And I mean, it was so fun. Um, and I partied a lot during that time and saw the phenomenal parties that happened in Aspen, fell in love with, with this town. And I was like, okay, I don't want to do the ski bum thing forever. Like, it was great. It was very fun. But I decided to get a job at the Little Nell Hotel, which is a five-star, five-diamond hotel. And that really sparked my love for luxury, ultra-luxury events, and then and then down. Um, and I've developed different brands from there. But I mean, I was 20, 22, 23, because I was a young one for my class. And then I, I launched my brand when I was 25, which was Bluebird Productions. And then for the last you know, 10, 13 plus years, it's been party after party, all different types. So you know, corporate events to these massive multi-million dollar weddings, and it's been such a like such a trip and so many amazing experiences. And I've loved how it's evolved from doing 
itty bitty weddings to these multimillion to realizing it's not about having like this multimillion dollar wedding or having, you know, some Grammy, uh, like award winning artists play like that actually takes away in my opinion from some of it. Because you remember that you don't remember the time with your friends. So I've, I, it's been an amazing up and down, but God, I got into parties when I was so young, young, stupid, and it's turned into something fabulous. <laughs> there should be, there should be a, a, a movie or, or, or party documentary about your, uh, all, all the story. I'm sure you have stories on stories from everything you've seen and experienced yourself. Oh yeah. That's a, that's the exit plan. It's going to be the new devil wears Prada, but related to like the weddings and some of the tell-alls from the horrendous things that have happened, but horrendous and like horrendously funny. That's like actually one of the number one questions I get, which I won't answer. If you ask <laughs> what are like, what are those like, give me the horror stories because they are, I mean, they're amazing. And sometimes uh, with close friends, we go into it and it's like, I can't believe that happened. Like, oh my God. But take it out of context, it's, it's nuts. So, yeah. A little cliffhanger there for something we will not discuss. So stay, stay tuned, but you'll have to keep oh, yeah. staying tuned forever. One day there's going to be a book coming. So, yes. <laughs> Perfect. On the business side, what is a lesson you've learned from, you know, starting several businesses now that kind of is like a, a staple that rings true no matter what business you're starting? I think always remain curious uh, about everything. I think the time that you go into a business and you think you know everything about every facet is the moment that you're going to start falling on your face. We all need help. We all know what our areas of strength are and are not. And finding people to kind of fill those holes, like especially as I pivoted, I mean, Party Tricks, a tech company. I'm not a tech person. I'm an industry expert in events. But I, I brought, like, as I started this, yes, I know parties. I know that's really fun. And I know business. I had a phenomenal mentor and my father, and I have great mentors in my life who are all, you know, very successful entrepreneurs. They're, what they remind me is, find what you're good at, run with that. And I'm also great at bringing teams together. So, yes, they're a great party. But the if you go ahead and find your strengths and you are curious about yourself and then you're curious about where you don't have those strengths and, and fill those – that's when you're going to have much better success because, again, otherwise it's just like a practice. I think about it like business versus practice. Practice like a therapist, what have you, right? Like it doesn't go on without them. And a business will continue to run, but that requires like so much different input. So I'm curious about Party Trick. So let's get to Party Trick. So at the time of yeah. this recording, Party Trick is really like a brand new baby of a business, you know, started in the past few months. And I know you've been working on it for a bit before that, but as far as going live, like this, this is brand new. So it's really cool to, to oh, yeah. speak to speak to you this early in the in the party in the party trick. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, you you mentioned that it's a little bit different than what you've been doing in the past because there's a tech side to it. Where did you get started in you know developing the tech or, or, or finding the right people to bring party trick to life on the tech side? Great question. You know, like you said, we just launched. We launched October 13th of 2021. Or sorry, 2022. We're in 23 now. Wow, time flies. <laughs> you're, with, you're within a year. Oh, you know. So, you know, we did a beta of Party Trick back in 2020 that when we were not able to produce live events anymore, we created something called Bluebird in a Box. And it was a great learning opportunity. I think one of the biggest failures of it and opportunities for growth and like learning lessons was that we didn't have the tech. It was more like a glorified blog. And I think people don't understand that about Party Trick now. For it to be successful, it truly requires like all of the more like techie things, which is funny because, again, not a tech person. So after I shut down Bluebird in a Box, decided to, that I wanted the, – the vision and the mission is the same as what I was doing then. The iteration and how we are bringing this to life is insane 
incredibly different. So I started talking to like everyone I could find. Um, and, you know, I'm based in Denver, uh, well, Denver and Aspen. And Havenly is a company that is based here. And actually, I have a handful of connections there. So I started talking to some um, of their employees as well as previous employees. Hey, like, what do you know? Because what I'm doing is very similar. We're bringing a luxury service to the masses. So something that like a lot of people only do for very special events or it's more of a luxury versus their everyday, similar to interior design. My goal with Party Trick is to bring this service that only was kind of a luxury prior to as many people as possible the way that they do for interior design, like I said. So started talking to them. They started making connections in a ton of different spaces from designing the brand and naming. Um, and ultimately, I found a phenomenal agency that I worked with uh, called Shapemaker. And they named us, they did the branding, um, and they did all the tech. Unfortunately, I found a really amazing advisor who helped me um, as kind of my head of product. And he's now on an advisory board for me help me learn and identify my holes and my blind spots. Again, I know what works. Like I know from a party perspective, how to throw it together. Um, I know that I wanted to be interactive. Like all of our parties and we're jumping ahead, but it's, it'll demonstrate this quickly. They're 30 plus pages in a GDoc format. No one's going to read a 30 page party on how to throw a barbecue. Like they're just not, that sucks. So we had to build something that was going to be truly easy to use, highly interactive and how that works um, and how it like actually iterated required so much creativity. Again, Shapemaker did a phenomenal job. And then Aaron managing them, like I, I, they're amazing. I would be lost without them. So a lot of asking around and then trusting um, and then staying true to the vision. Like I knew certain things that had to be my way, but I let go of a lot and it's hard to let go as well. So I'm extra curious now, 30 page documents uh, per party. That, that That's a ton. And yeah. obviously it, it looks different when you're the consumer. So for, first of all, who who is your target consumer with Party Trick? Because I'm wondering if it's if it's different at all from kind of your, your previous businesses. Oh, it's so funny. It's so different. And people are like, oh, you're totally set. I'm like, no, my, my last like 14 years, my clients are not my client at all anymore. So my client for Party Trick, my customer for Party Trick, going back to that target audience is Target with a capital T. Right. So I want people who are at Target. I want Walmart. I want maybe Nordstrom. If you're thinking about like big stores in, in relation, I want someone who's 26 to say 32 is our, our target A, who is at that phase of life, right? Where they miss some of their college days. They realize that the community and the connection is just kind of dissipating. Maybe they're getting married. They are getting their first home. They want to entertain in their home or they've got these other like milestone events. That get the momentum going. It's male, it's female, it's primarily female at this point, but it's applicable across the board for everyone. So that's our target demo. Again, I would say 26, 32, um, probably anywhere in the country. And ideally in the future, it'll be anywhere in the world. Um, but previously, I really only served the top 0.05% of the country. And we really want the masses. Like my goal is to empower everyone not just people who know how to do something and make it better. I want someone who like hates, would rather get on a plane and fly to Europe than like host a baby shower for their friend to feel so empowered that they are just going to crush this party. And that's the goal. Like it's, it should be so, I hate saying it this way, but like idiot proof. We just want to make it simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. Well, if it's idiot proof, then I can't use it. So sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's a, that's a really great descriptor of your, of your target market there. And definitely a lot of things that you spoke to uh, resonate with me and I'm sure with my wife Dana as well because you know after when you get married there's like the big exciting lead up as you were talking about and then the wedding is like amazing and perfect and so much there and 
you're reliving it through pictures and video and everything there. Uh, and then after everything calms down, like we kind of look at each other like, all right, let's like make some plan. You know, it's like, let's make plans to like meet up with our friends and like, okay, what do we, what do, we do next? You know, uh, you know, before yeah. our time with honeymoon. Cause it's like, it, it can start to feel a little quieter. Like you're, you're bummed it's over. And then there's the next, like, all right, what's, what's next in life where we have fun. <laughs> so totally, definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, struck a chord there. So for that target customer, what does party trick look like for them? So like, can you, can you, Walk us through kind of the experience if they decide to to do a party with Party Trick. Oh, totally. I think there's so much misconception just in people's heads when they hear it. They're like, oh, you're like a party in a box. We're going to send you a box. We're not. We're 100% digital. And the other thing kind of going back to like my basis for an event, I look at events in three different ways. I think this explains how our deliverable works really. Parties have these components. One, what it looks like. So most people go to Pinterest and they like, come up with all their ideas of what a party's going to look like, even if it's just a dinner party or a book club. So there's the what it looks like. Then there's the details, like the nuts and bolts of the menu, the playlist, what you're going to wear, the conversation you're going to have, what cocktails or what wine pairing, right? So like really the details, what makes it happen. And then there's how you bring it to life. So as a, a professional event planner, it's the event design, it's the event planning, and then the event production. And so every party has that. Again, even if it's just a brunch, how am I going to fold my napkin for my brunch? Hey, am I going to serve eggs or French toast? And am I doing like, what time am I setting my table? Is it the day before or day after? So when you're a party trick member, um, we're subscription based, but it's incredibly affordable. Like we're $9 a month. We're less than the cost of a cocktail. (laughs) You jump in and you can choose any party and there are these three sections, what it looks like. And we're going to give you like shoppable moments. So, hey, if you want to buy the napkin that we're showing you on this tablescape, Here's the link to Amazon. Everything goes off. We're, we don't hold any physical product. Here's the bathroom candle. Everything's curated. So you don't have to go on Pinterest and spend hours like finding out, does this match this? Oh, I love this idea I found on Pinterest, but I'm never going to be able to replicate it because the product doesn't exist anymore. So our first part is like, we're going to show you the details. We, we make you, like, we empower you to make it look great. And if you don't want to buy anything, great. We have all the DIY ideas as well. Because I don't want people to just have to go and buy tons of party product. Like most people don't have enough space for it. And then in the details, we're going to give you menu options in food and beverage. We link out to Spotify playlists. So I find a lot of people just play like the same playlist over and over. And it's fun to mix it up, like having different music. And that happens when you go to, you know, a large scale party. So it should happen at your house too for a dinner party or for brunch, right? So the middle section, again, it's an interactive. It has these options. And then my favorite, favorite, favorite feature, and this is the nerd event planner in me, with our event production component of it, which we call the timeline, we actually send you either SMS or email notifications to keep you on track. Like, I'm again, as you said, I'm a mom. Uh, I run way behind when I'm with my kids. Professionally, I'm on it because I don't have them distracting me. But life is full of distractions. And I can't tell you how many times I've thrown a party, even as a professional planner, I forget to light the bathroom candle or I forget to take out the garbage or I've exploded more bottles of champagne than I can tell you because I leave them in my freezer too long, right? So our timelines remind you to do all this stuff. It's like, hey, you're two weeks out from your party. Send out your invite. You're two hours before. Pull that champagne out. You are one hour before. Go get your butt in the shower. And they're cute and they're cheeky and they like keep you on time and scheduled Because I think anyone can make a table look pretty, but if you don't go into the party relaxed and calm because you're frantic because, like, you're running behind, you set off a bad tone when people walk in the door. I think, like, the greatest gift is when you have people over and you're just that relaxed, chill hostess. People take their cues off of you. I used to tell my brides and grooms, and I don't know if your planner ever said this, 
If you want your guests to dance, get on the dance floor. Your guests follow your lead, right? So if you want a great, fun dance party, the bride and groom better be dancing. Like, it doesn't matter how good the band is, people follow the bride and groom around. Same thing when you're entertaining at home. People follow the lead of the hostess. So if you're, like, frantic and nervous because you don't, yeah, it looks pretty, but you don't know how it actually executes, it doesn't matter. Like, you have to have all of those pieces for the party to be successful. They don't need to be over-the-top elaborate. They just need to be considered. And so the, the timeline feature is, like, my favorite. We actually even... If you're throwing a party and not using any of our themes in terms of like our products, our suggestions, our menus, so what? Like we, you can just use that timeline feature. So if you're having people over for, uh, I don't know, a World Series party and we don't have one yet, you can use our timeline to like keep you on track uh, and remind you. And I love that because it allows for a lot of different ways to use this, like however works best for you. It's prescriptive, but it's super flexible. There's so many things that you said there that like uh, my mind is just like jumping up and down like wow like uh, j- just hearing about parties and party plan is planning is exciting but like the creative ideas that you've infused into this uh, I think brings it to another level because that like the custom Spotify playlist and like the timing notification with you know corny jokes and fresh corny jokes in it uh, I, I think <laughs> is what really differentiates it and brings it to life and you mentioned our planner shout out Joni Scalzo from uh, Florida I think you guys are in different enough markets that it was not direct direct competition but uh, she was totally on top of it and and super helpful in terms of like making sure yeah we're on the dance floor and everything in that regard but these type of parties that you're helping people throw with with party trick or these types of, of gatherings and events can you give us some examples of kind of the themes or what some might look like oh yeah I mean, we have, our goal is to have everything. So I know that's really exhaustive. So again, it could be a brunch. It could be a bachelorette. It could be a bridal shower. It could be a kid's Pokemon birthday party. I'm actually releasing that one soon because I just threw one for my son as a beta. <laughs> See how <laughs> I can actually throw a Pokemon. Pro- totally. I'm like, and as a mom, having someone to be like, hey, you know, you have to do these themed parties. You know, you're going to get judged by all the moms. How do you throw a party for your kids that's like on theme? So I mean, we have a fun fatty one. We've got, again, the kids' parties, the adult parties, just standard farm to table. There's a sushi night, a caviar dreams. We had a ton of holiday parties that came out, Friendsgiving, Thanksgiving. If there's a reason to celebrate, we're going to come up. We actually did a really cool, we call them a mini party. We did a White Lotus season finale mini party. Oh, awesome. We we could do a whole separate oh God, podcast, but I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't watched yet, but <laughs> yes. Oh my God, it was amazing. <laughs> And, and that's the fun thing. Like, we're going to, we will do these mini parties that are, like, you don't need a ton of, like, a full-blown party behind something like a TV, like, a, at the end of the season watching party, right? But it's, so we, we're doing a time, we launch, like, three to five parties a week right now. Um, we also have, if people want themes, the ability for people to write into us and say, hey, will you write me something for this? Because right now, we're just writing so much content. Our goal is that we're going to have Again, anything from a brunch to a birthday party, we won't do weddings, but we'll do the wedding-related side events. But it could be a 50th anniversary for, you know, your parents. So I guess there's a couple aspects there. So there's your crowdsourcing or or crowdparting ideas for parties, (laughs) uh, as well as writing yourself. How do you and the team come up with new ideas to, to add parties at this rate you're doing? Oh, gosh. Well... When we were brainstorming, I probably wrote a list of 500 parties that I wanted to throw, which is crazy to think that you can come up with 500 different themes and parties. But I can't even I count did. to 500. 
So we're like, we're slowly counting down those, but then all of a sudden we're like, wow, people are loving White Lotus. Let's run with that. So we abandoned something we were working on. I have some of my old team members from Bluebird who are writing parties for me. I write a handful of the parties because I think they're so fun still. Um, I have some, I have people in all different age groups that are writing these for us that are contractors and as, as well part of our team, like employees on our team, um, where we just brainstorm. Something's popping up. Fortunately, because of how our platform works, if we come up with an idea on Monday for a party, we can push it on Thursday even faster if everyone's like that we need to touch it is done. So if something fast is happening, oh yeah, I like this is so fun. I want to do it this weekend. We'll run with it. But I have this backlog that could go on forever and ever because it's all the fun things. Like you go back to like your favorite, again, go back to your favorite college party. How much fun would it be to redo that now? Like for me, I'm 37. So, you know, 14, whatever, 12 years. I can't even do math in my head 15 years later. <laughs> like I go back and it's like, oh, I want to do a progressive again. I want to do that kind of a party. Now I wouldn't have wanted to do that years ago. So now we can kind of create these and write these. Um, there, I mean, there are so many ideas. It's insane. But I, I feel like it's it's got to be energizing just being, you know, creating a business where it's so much of the content comes from brainstorming and creativity and like it's inspiring just hearing about it. That consumer that you alluded to a little while ago, I feel like there, there's there's like a wrinkle within there, or there's a wrinkle within your the, the people that you're trying to find for for party trick that I think is pretty difficult, but it's a fun challenge. And that's I'm hypothesizing here, full scientific method. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming there's like in the world there's some people that just want to be as simple as possible and not spend much money and just throw a party quick and like not worry about stuff. And then there's probably also another sector of consumers that really wants to kind of go all out and get into the details and like throw just awesome, memorable, super unique parties. And I know your platform makes everything simple and easy and pretty low cost overall, but it also is, you know, there's a lot of details to it. So it kind of skews to that latter consumer, you know, people that want to get more into the details and throw really unique theme parties there. So how are you, how, how are you able to identify those customers that are truly like the perfect fits for using party trick. I know that was like no, a 10 right. minute question. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about the best way to answer that. I think maybe I articulated incorrectly. I think our parties again are super detailed, but I don't think that person necessarily is going to follow them step by step. I think if they use 15% of our what we deliver, it makes their lives better. I think those people who are so amazing and want to throw those overtop parties aren't actually going to be our client. I look at, I have a friend who was using this recently for his wife's 40th birthday party. He had to throw a party. He's like, he's a finance dude. He has no idea what he's doing in terms of like throwing a 40th birthday party for his wife. And they're in the South, by the way, too. So like it needs to be more polished. <laughs> and he came in and he just pulled a couple ideas, used our DIY. It was perfect. He's like, I never would have thought that I would have used this. I think about also like, so when we're finding people, we're finding that different people in different markets and what their needs are, are driving kind of a, how we're building things um, more than us going and finding who we think our ideal is. I want to see, just get the feedback. We're in that feedback phase, right? Where I thought people were going to ask for custom parties left, right, and center. We're not getting as many custom party requests. Um, that would skew to someone who would like want to hire an event planner, but then maybe realize, do I really need to spend that much money for like an everyday party? Probably not. 
So as we're looking and finding, like, there's a lot on social. I think we all have large, like, my team is all over the country. We only have a few people based in Colorado. And so we're all leveraging our networks and trying to test and get the feedback. Fortunately, we've been so lucky that we're getting really great feedback. And we're getting a lot of people that aren't related to us, right? Like, that's what we hope. Like, we're going to get validation the sooner that it's random, random people that there's no direct connection at all, which is kind of the point that we're hitting right now. And again, I don't think we have enough data yet to say this exactly is like, that's my idea of who our idea, ideal client is. I think my gut feeling is the person who wants to have that super, super detailed, they're not coming to us with the exception of DIY and using just um, our, our notifications. I think it's someone who wants to dabble, doesn't really know what to do. And if they run with most of it, they're good. Um, so kind of that in-between person is like perfect off the bat. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's that's a helpful distinction there. What are a couple examples of the, some really surprising feedback that you've learned so far? Uh, people didn't realize it would be as helpful as it would be. Oh, right, yeah, that's, that's a good nice. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh my God, I didn't realize, like I've been doing this for years and years and there's these little hacks that we share with people and like within each section. So like in the detail section, we have a tips and tricks tab and it has just like our planner tips. Um, whether it's using double stick tape to hack how you tie a ribbon, what have you. Like, that's a little extra, and, like, most people aren't going to do that. But it's, oh, that's so easy. Um, or, again, how to – we have tips and tricks under the hosting details, like how to remove the smell of smoke if you have a campfire. Like, we have a s'mores party that I love. It's, like, one of my favorites. And But I hate smoke smell. Like, I, I do for, like, that night. Like, the smell of a bonfire is awesome. But then the next day, you're like, please get this off of me. Um, so all of those little hacks are really helpful and people are loving the hacks. I thought they'd like a little bit more, just kind of some of the superficial, the looks, the ideas, but the hacks are actually really helpful because if you go on a lot of websites, there's just too much. And so it's, it really pairs it down. It saves you so much time. And so, uh, we're getting that validation. And so some of that feedback has been really amazing so far. It's more positive validation. We haven't gotten really much negative, which is really good. That's good. Yeah. It's a, it's a very positive space to be in. Totally. Positive partying. Uh, what <laughs> is there any big shift or change in kind of vision with the company that you've had since like the early, early initial ideas when you were first thinking of this, you know, just based on um, things you heard or, or, or starting to get the company running? You know, I think the biggest shift has been trying to slow down or having people tell me I have to slow down and test things more before I, I have a lot of things in the pipeline, some great partnerships that I want to work with, a community component that I want to work with, like an AI plugin that basically will kind of, all these things are to come. And so right now I get super excited. I'm like, I want this and this and this. And so some of the shifts have been like, nope, you can't do that until this point. Let's test this. Let's run. So that's been a really great, when we talked earlier, like in terms of tips across the board, it's like. Be curious, test something, thoroughly vet it before you move on. And so the idea, I always just try to stay fluid. As long as we're working with our vision and mission of empowering people in a world where we're more connected, how we get there, maybe it's custom parties, maybe it's these more prescriptive ones that we're writing. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm not set on like, this is the end product. It has to be just this thing. I just want to empower people to party and have fun and like build that community. Like we just, I think COVID hit home so much how disconnected and we feel like maybe we're connected because of social media, but there's nothing better than a game night, a movie night, just sitting around a table with your best friends and that feeling afterwards where you just feel alive again. We need that. And I want that for everyone. And that's kind of probably why I've shifted away more from some of these like super high end 
luxury weddings that are great for a night. I want the every day. I want every day to be a little bit better. And so if you can have every Friday night just that much better, then I feel I, I, I feel like I've done something that has an impact. Who doesn't want to get a little bit better? If you want to get better at podcasting and also better at dealing with just some terrible, terrible, no good, very bad jokes, uh, you can sign up for the Podcasting to the Max newsletter at maxpodcasting.com slash newsletter. It is a wonderful party, plentiful party mix. <laughs> it's a party mix of podcasting tips, behind-the-scenes stories from the Wild Business Growth Podcast, and some pun slash dad jokes slash, you know, just straight awfulness. You can sign up at maxpodcasting.com slash newsletter and join fellow subscribers who are signing up from all over the world. It is pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Now, let's get to a segue that doesn't even deserve to be a segue. So let's get a little bit better and impactful from an inspiration and creativity sense. That, that was a terrible segue, but this is how it works. Um, <laughs> I, I'm curious about you on... On the creativity side, I mean, you've shared plenty of creative ideas and tactics and things that actually like consumers can now see in your business. Um, so I'm curious on that front as well as just you on the personal side. But on the business side, so like these ideas like launching Spotify playlists for different parties and having a timeline that one, you could do a timeline planner, but also having just like the text and email notifications for a timeline, like little features like that I think are so cool and as you know, just as envisioning as someone who's like hosting a party, those would be a huge, huge help. So you can see the value in that. But how do you and team come up with ideas like that that really enhance the overall offering? You know, I think a lot of the original ideas and where we are came from my career. And you know, my old company, Bluebird Productions. We were one of the top 50 planners in the country. Well, technically, like in the world, depending on the list, by Vogue and Martha Stewart. I'll give it to you. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you learn that you have to contemplate every piece. And that's just as relevant at a, like a dinner party at your house as it is in these large scales. So again, remembering to do those things in the push notifications, my favorite party hack like ever is using alarms on my phone and labeling them. At when I throw a party or when I throw a wedding, I would go, I mean, I'd have 35 alarms go off on my phone all day long, 10 minutes until guest arrival, bride and dressed, first look, 10 minutes till cocktail ends. And every single wedding, one of the, like, the things in my asana that would go off on Fridays, set your alarms because they kind of move around. So I think that was when I wanted the timelines and notifications. I'm like, okay, when I host at home, I use these alarms. When I do large scale, like, there's nothing like that that exists for parties. Having a checklist on a piece of paper, I I'm never going to touch that, especially for a dinner party at my house. So these ideas all come from some of the stuff that we did with Bluebird or, you know, the world's always changing. And we, I love asking people, like, what your favorite party hack is and then finding out how we can incorporate it. I don't know. Like, what do you love? Like, what's your favorite? Do you have a trick up your sleeve? Like, when you're hosting or you're like, oh, shit, I hate this. I'm, like, not going to run. What, what do you, like, what's your trick? Well, I think music's a big part of it. So it's kind of funny that the Spotify playlist, like, will definitely cater it towards the audience and also the mood at the time. But I think Spotify as a whole has just 
been incredibly helpful because you i mean i at this point have ten thousand songs you know star saved that like so it's like an amazing shuffle it's kind of risky to put it on shuffle because i got a wide range of genres there but (laughs) plenty plenty to choose from there but also the ability to create playlists within spotify and also the ones that they've pre-curated and that's not even considering the ones that you've picked out with party trick i think music and like setting the vibe and being able to control it just whether it's you or have somebody else to be djing i think that goes a long way also i love food so anything food super bowl party especially is is great but anyway i yeah. see i see how you get energized by being in this space asking questions like this i love it and and, and it's just rolling with it and talking with the team and talking with again i've been lucky enough to have phenomenal employees and team members with bluebird something blue also, they've been all over the place. Like my lead planner from Bluebird was in New York City. And then I have a team in California. And so we talk and we all do different things. And we're all, right? And so what what we're all sitting down brainstorming, what's the most valuable tool to you? Like it's really different for me um, at this phase of my life than it is for some of my team members. And I think it keeps us all really relevant and it keeps us all like engaged and curious. So again, music is so important, but some people don't see that also, which is crazy. Like, I don't know how people don't see that having music as part of your event, like it has to be there. So we want to make sure that they're contemplated too, because some may say that that's just easy. Like it's, it's a trick of mine, but doesn't everyone know this? Well, no, they don't actually. So we want to make it easy. What about outside of work? So I learned that in preparation for this interview that uh, you are a, a big marathon runner which kind of like that's an unnecessary bit because marathons are huge and intimidating, but awesome. <laughs> so so at the time of this recording, how many marathons have you run? I've run for, I've trained for seven, which is crazy. Oh, wow. I know. Wait, how did, what's what happened with those three ones that didn't happen? I had things that caused me to kind of back out last minute, which sucks. But I think the training is one of the best parts. Like for me, it's like, it's my zen, it's my quiet, it's my brainstorm time when I'm on a super long run. So the training is just as valuable as actually running. But um, year after COVID, there was a sickness, there was an illness, like just accidents, candidly, that have caused those from not actually coming. And, and they've all been towards the end. Like, so I'm already up at that running 16, 18 miles every Saturday morning kind of thing. Oh, but wow. I love it. It's my happy, happy place. Wow. Yeah, that's... Well, having marathons canceled, if anything, it's a uh, fantastic way to stay in shape. <laughs> See you <laughs> The races went on. I just didn't run them. Like, yeah, I was yeah. supposed to run New York. Yeah. So, no, it's a great way to stay in shape, like, mentally as well as, like, it, it balances everything. I don't know. For me. Like, that. that's something that does it for me. What is your best way to, I guess, spend the time or not get crazy bored when you're running for, like, four or five plus hours? Well, fortunately, I don't ever run that long. I think my longest, those are those ultra guys. Um, <laughs> my more like are th- the three to three to four is kind of like the longest I can Oh, I can oh that's not, that's, I could that do that in my yeah. seat. No, I'm just kidding. Totally, I could do right? like three miles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, it's getting past the first three to four miles. It's the hardest. I hate that. Once you hit that, then you're like, oh, okay, cool. Once you're um, at that point. But I would say when I'm doing those long runs, the first 30, 40 minutes sucks. And then I love listening to music. I love listening to different playlists. Um, sometimes I listen to the same one over and over. Sometimes I'll mix it up uh, based on like how bored I am. Sometimes, and I hate this sounds so weird, but um, sometimes I take phone calls when I'm running. I am because those long runs you're running at a pace that should be conversational. So like I'll call my sister and we'll talk for an hour when I'm running or my mom. And yeah, I'm panting a little bit, but it's not at that rate where you're. 
it's a great catch up. Like I have a group of friends that I run with just for short runs. My long runs, I like to be alone because then I'll mix it up. So that, um, there are a handful of podcasts that I will listen to. Uh, I went through one year where I only listened to audibles, um, and listened to a ton of like mindset and personal development and then some that were just kind of crazy. So I tend to have something plugged in. I'm not a silent runner. I love either like a little bit, but primarily like it's talking, it's listening to music, it's podcasts. Like that that kind of keeps me going and it distracts me when you you get to that point where you're like, oh God. But don't put me on a treadmill. That is like torture. Those those runs take forever. I like the long outdoor like pretty runs. Yeah, it helps so much to to get yourself out of the house. And it's really nice to yeah, I'm I'm fully remote with my podcast production business. Like I've been working from home for for a while, you know, even before that. And I find that even if we're doing like a long car ride, like even though it's like takes forever, it's just so nice to like get out of the house and like just take yourself somewhere else and listen to music or podcasts or something you love. Um, so I could totally see that. And my my wife Dana can I'm sure can definitely sympathize with you on the. Uh, is on the same page with you on the treadmill because uh, she's a runner as well, and she hates running on the treadmill. I think it's quite different than uh, than running outside. Oh, no. I love the distraction, the fresh air. Like, it helps so much. And again, like you said, like, if you were working at home, whether it's getting in the car and transitioning and, like, just leaving your house for a coffee, it helps reset everything. Like, we all need a reset. Um, it's it's so important to get out outside in some capacity or just, like, change locations. So let's change locations to rapid fire Q and A. You're you're welcome again for the corniness, the first corniness. But uh, <laughs> let's do a little rapid fire Q and A. You ready for it? All right. All right. Let's get wild. You just shared some details about how to pass the time when you're running for hours on hours, and you mentioned that you used to split time between Aspen and New Zealand, which is not the shortest flight in the world. <laughs> how, how? What's what's your best advice for making one of the longest flights in the world seem not quite as long go in overtired take a sleeping pill go to bed and wake up in the new place don't go in well rested onto that flight just sleep as much as you can and use it for sleep catch up <laughs> yeah i had a feeling it might be related to sleep but yeah that's oh yeah that's definitely one where it would not be fun to be up the entire time all right so i usually ask guests on the show about a weird talent or party trick that they have and you your party trick you have is literally a business uh, but is there anything like not even considering like what you offer with the business is there like a a weird talent or memory trick or just like almost like unique hobby something that you're really good at but has no impact on uh, professional life i'm an insanely good parallel parker nice <laughs> everyone's surprised <laughs> people are like wait I did not see that. They're like, you're not that great of a driver, but you're a really good parker. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. Both sides, left and right. Oh, perfect. The ambidextrous, ambidextrous parallel park, parking, which I, I'm learning is tough to say as I speak. Okay. <laughs> I saw on your LinkedIn that you studied art history and psychology in college. What's the most interesting thing that you learned in art history? That it's not about the history of art. It's about art explaining history. I know that sounds weird. Sometimes it is about the history of the art, but I loved like periods, I'll be really fast, I promise, about where like history, art is the best way to learn history. And it's a visual way to learn something versus just reading history in a textbook. And so it prompts you. And so for me, 
that's a really different thing than like, oh, this is a cool fact about some artist, like he cut off his ear, right? Whatever. Um, not really, whatever. But at the same <laughs> point, like that's that's what I loved about it. it. It kind of is a twist and it's a great way to learn about various different periods of time and the psychology, the psychology behind the artist. It's like fascinating. That's and, and you can take as much time as you want. I'm I'm the one that's extra slow with with asking these, <laughs> and and then you mentioned doing. I mean, your whole you know, past decade plus, really a couple decades, has been party after party. Whether that's planning it or participating in it, or or creating it for your, for your consumers, do you ever get <laughs> exhausted from all the partying? Like, do you have any like recovery tips or just kind of chill tips uh, after you know a long string like that? Honestly, my favorite party is a party for one in my bathtub with a good book and some like quiet. <laughs> um, so that is my recovery, like getting again exercise and like it, it's about the pacing and nothing. It's not sustainable to go and go and go all the time uh, in that social capacity, at least for me. The funny thing is like most people think I'm very, very extroverted and I'm actually very much an introvert. I'm just social. Um, but I need that down and I need that rest time in order to keep going professionally as well as, I mean, yeah, professionally pretty much. So making sure I have a lot of that alone and that quiet time um, is the most important thing. So for others, just take that time. Don't overschedule. Totally. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to uh, to chill after after every interview, <laughs> regardless of right? the guests. I, I, know, I know what you mean there. And then last one, what is the most unique party that you've ever thrown or attended so funny uh i i've just had like visions of parties flashing through i'm like okay what's the right answer here well there's no right answer right but i remember i, I think one of the most unique and impactful parties was a party at a silver mine so aspen uh has a mine called the smuggler mine it's where they actually found the largest piece of silver ever and everyone in aspen everyone hikes up smuggler we call it Housewife Highway. It's really funny. So if you're ever in Aspen or anyone's there and you want to go and get some really good, just like people watching, go sit at the bottom of Smuggler and watch all the housewives. But the mine is shut down. But gosh, it was probably 10 years ago. There's a cool wine company that's based in Colorado, which is not a good place to go drink wine. But they threw a party at the mine and it was grungy and it was dirty and there was a tattoo artist and they did mine tours and it was just all these pop up. It wasn't fancy. It wasn't glamorous. It was so cool and it was so different, especially in the context because there's this deep history, amazing food, but it was gritty in a way that for me, the juxtaposition, like having that in Aspen made it really impactful and really unique. I mean, I can say tons of performers or various cool decor ideas, but that was just, it was unique. It was special. It was a little bit different. And that's what I loved about it so, so much. Yeah, that's such a unique and it's overused, but authentic one that like that just seems like such a genuine experience and totally perfect for like that environment and and the cool places around you so virginia thank you so much this has been absolutely awesome i can't believe we made it this far in the interview and i we were talking about colorado but your name is virginia and i didn't make any corny jokes about that and we almost made it out but now i'm talking about it so sorry uh but (laughs) (laughs) but thank you so much for coming on, sharing your tips, your stories, all the amazing parties that you throw and, and help people throw and uh, the party trick story. Where is the best place for people to try out party trick as well as if they want to connect with you online? Awesome. So try us out at party trick, partytrick.com. Um, we're at party trick on Instagram. If you use the code Virginia, you'll get four months free of our party trick or of our party pro membership. 
And then additionally, I have a personal website. It's virginiatrafton.com. And we'll put that in the notes, I'm sure. And that has links to my Insta, my LinkedIn, all the good things and information about the other businesses, as well as some of my favorite little tips and tricks in there as well. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, we'll definitely link to all of those. And last thing, final thoughts. It could be a, a quote, a line, just kind of words to live by, whatever you want. Send us home here. Oof. Get out there and just do it. If you have the idea, go do it, get into motion and get into action. Action. Thank you so much, Virginia, for sharing the corniest, awesomest story of that. Yeah. <laughs> the story of Party Trick and your other businesses and beyond and all you do for the good times of the world. And thank you, wild listeners, for tuning in to another episode. If you want to hear more wild stories like this one, make sure to follow the Wild Business Growth Podcast on your favorite app and tell a friend about the podcast. And then try out Party Trick with them and uh, whip out those party tricks. You can also find us on Good Pods where there are is a, a party of awesome podcasts and podcast people and recommendations. And for any help with podcast production, you can learn more at maxpodcasting.com. And sign up for the Podcasting to the Max newsletter at maxpodcasting.com slash newsletter. Until next time, let your business run wild. Bring on the bongos! Bongos!